Welcome to the next chapter. I'm your host, Gloria Coppola, story development coach and best-selling author, and this is the author's series. Today, I have Alexa Servadito, and she's more than just a therapist. You're going to love her. She's a mom, a well-known TV and radio personality, and a relatable social media connection. She's also the best-selling author of the must-read book, Finding Your Peace Within the Chaos, which has quickly become a guide for surviving and thriving during the COVID pandemic. Alexa has her private practice in New York City, and she helps people with all sorts of hurdles and struggles and how to overcome them. So if you're battling life, guess what? Got divorce issues, addictions, compulsions, patterns, and negative patterns, and perfectly perfect people like most of us. Well, Alexa is the one that you can talk to, someone you can trust. Yep, she is that person. And I'm excited to have her here today because I have talked to Alexa in the past. We've become great friends through social media, and I find value in everything that she does. She has uh, the Alexa show, which you can tune into, and it's an insight into healing on social media. So you're going to want to make sure you go to YouTube and catch your podcast with Alexa. So let's hear what she has to say today about writing and her upcoming book. So Alexa, I am so glad that you are here and we have spent time in the past together. And it's always so fun to listen to your stories and you're such a busy lady, but I know you, the second book is going to be coming out soon and I'm sure that you have some great tips for new writers. So first of all, what inspired you to write? Yes. Well, thank you again for having me on your show. And what really inspired me is through my private practice and working with so many of my clients doing so much of the work, we were sharing so much information, educational tools, and the therapy work really inspired me to be able to write something so other communities, other audiences could see what was going on in a therapeutic setting. Because I think so many times people might not feel comfortable coming to a therapeutic setting or not really have to. So I wanted to really write in my book about different things about mental health, uh, educational tools, tips, but also different warning signs or behaviors that people can look out in their families, but also mm -hmm. in themselves and provide the community with different types of tools and education that they might not be aware of. Yeah. And I think that's a great reason to write. A lot of the authors that I work with, they have coaching businesses, different things like that, where they want to put a message out like you do and reaches a broader audience, like you said, maybe you're not going to work with them one-on-one -on -one in your practice, but you can help people everywhere. Okay. So um, tell me, I know you're in the editing process of your second book. What is that like for you? Because I, I know some people that are new at writing don't expect all the revisions sometimes. Yes. I find the editing process is the most tedious part of writing. I find it's the business side of the writing. I think so many times as writers, we don't understand it. And I think it also in other businesses, sometimes we do it, and, and it, especially in entertainment, there's the entertainment side, but then there's the business side. So I find with editing, sometimes it's really hard to read your own work and hear what it sounds like in your mind and then see it on paper and try to find the connection and almost the right formula where that will be able for the reader to understand your message, 
but also finding your voice through your work. So I really recommend for new authors when they're writing is to be able to just jot down ideas, themes that they want to put in their different chapters and make it a process. Go you know, each day or each month or each week, depending on what they do and how they would find out. And then at the end, put together all those different ideas and then slowly start the editing process. I started doing some of the editing myself and I found that it was too much in my head of, of rereading, rereading, rewriting. So I had a lot of trusted colleagues, some friends, and then also my publisher start doing the editing afterwards. So it's been looked at, read through, and revised at least three to four times. Absolutely. It's totally a needed process. And, and as a story development editing coach, I find too working with writers, they don't see things that we can see. And there's different types of editors and revisions. I mean, there could be a dozen revisions easily by the time you get ready to publish your book. And often writers think like their second draft is it. And then someone will bring something else to them. Did you find that happen to you along the way too? Like you think, oh, this is really good. And then someone says, yeah, but what about this? Yes, or to expand. And sometimes you feel like, well, I feel that I've gotten my point across, but I think it's important to make sure that you hear from others reading it objectively if maybe something didn't click or they didn't could have been maybe confused by your statement. So I found that a lot of saying, okay, expand, even though I know what it means, you really have to spell it out for the reader so they get your message. Exactly. And you know, and, and you being a counselor, I'm sure like in your head, you have all the scenarios in your head, like how to take somebody through the process. And and when you're writing, you don't always put all those steps down for the audience out there that can necessarily get what you're trying to say. So that's very important that like, what you just shared with our audience is that there are other questions people will ask you as a writer that make your message clearer and, and then it sparkles even more. So I'm excited for you. I know um, uh, you, you already previously published a book. So tell, tell our audience what the name of that book is and, uh, and why you went to the, the, a, a second book because we know the challenges in writing and you're sharing some even about the editing process. Do you find it easier with the second book than the first book? I find it about the same. My first book was about finding and identifying your peace, hence the title, Finding Your Peace Within the Chaos. And now the new book is all about reflection, understanding, and creating balance through my words, but also through your own words as the reader, which I find is so important as in therapy, it is the customer, the client's journey. So you can read the different topics and then put pen to paper to explore your own thoughts and feelings. And I found that writing is so therapeutic, especially doing my first book. So I was so, okay, I wanted to reach so much about my audience and be able to share that with my Ask Alexa community and the readers on how to be able to take something that they're reading, especially with my books, and be able to apply it to their own life and also get different ideas and, and identify different themes and educational tools in their own life and their journey to healing and growing. 
You mentioned two things I, I want to acknowledge. One, writing is very therapeutic and healing. <laughs> and if you have a, a good person that you're working with, they're going to take you even deeper and you're going to find your healing even more stuff, right? Yes. But you also mentioned your audience. How did you target and know who your audience really is? So when, when we're speaking out to our audience, remembering their new writers, and a lot of them don't sit down and think about who my audience is. They think it's this big, broad audience out there. How did you focus in on it? Well, I really wanted to see what are the different topics or themes that I wanted to address, and how would I reach these different audiences, and what type of audiences would be able to respond or say, okay, I relate to this. So each one of my chapters in the first book and then also in the second book, Your Walk in Life, reaches different audiences at different stages in their life. So I'd really recommend the writer, if it has something to do with the topic that you're writing on, being able to almost open it up and be more flexible about who it can reach. And also be able to be flexible with yourself and open your mind up. Because sometimes we think, oh, maybe it's just for this type of audience. But we never know. So I think it's always being able to open it up and be flexible about who you want to reach and not almost maybe pigeonhole it for one type of audience. Because you'll be amazed of so many people who will reach out and be like, wow, that really reminded me of a time when I was this age or something that I went through. And we don't know what other people go through. We don't, you know, sometimes we have these different images or stereotypes we believe that people look like and what you know, depression looks like or this looks like. So we try to kind of gear our writing towards that. But I would be very open with the writing and making sure, though, that your message is going through and what you want the reader to know and being able to have it open for discussion and exploration. I like that you said that, to have, have your message come through. So that's something that I find often a new writer has a challenge with, like what is their message? So do you have any tips around that? Yes. I would start before you really start writing, physically writing all your sentences down, which can be very tedious and overwhelming, almost kind of stop, you know, stopping you from being able to do it. I would write jot down points, like a journal. Write down, you know, this is a really great point. I want to explore how is it to, let's say, find the right therapist or how would someone want to be starting interested in taking a class on painting? And I think, you know, whatever topic it is, start writing down bullet points on each chapter, what you want to kind of cover, general ideas, and then do that for each chapter. And then go back and maybe add a couple of sentences to each bullet point. I just keep going back and forth through the different chapters and rereading them. And you'll be amazed at how many points come up where you're like, wow, that's a great sentence. Let me expand this. I, I can add this to this. I can add this to that. Instead of sitting down saying, okay, I have to write a whole chapter on how to do this or what my character is about. What do I want to write? So sometimes it's okay to jump from chapter to chapter and not have to finish one whole chapter at a time. Great advice. Great advice. So what can the people expect from your second book? Like what types of things are you going to address in that book? Well, this is really focused on my practice as a therapist, how I do therapy and what it would be like if you were sitting in my office. So the reader will see it from a clinician point of view and a client point of view, but I'm not asking people to 
have all this knowledge on what it's like to be a clinician. I will be giving them basic things that I'm looking for. I will be giving them different scenarios, and there will be different case studies and things that they can pick and choose from so they can get a basic idea of what I'm looking for. And then also what as a client, they will be, if they were sitting in the room, what type of questions would I be asking? Or what type of information as a client am I kind of using in this session that I'm sharing with a therapist? And then how the therapeutic alliance, how we work together to come together for the client. So it's really interactive and it really has the reader being able to think outside the box to maybe go to places that are not as comfortable, which I find, you know, with therapy, it's really important at times to be able to sit with those uncomfortable feelings and that we don't always have the answers and it's okay that it takes time. So I really reinforce, let it happen in time and no judgment. This is a place to explore, experiment, to ask questions, to try things out, and then you, the reader, get to figure out you know what, this works for me. That might not work for my daughter or my, my mom or my son, but this works for me. Let me see how, you know, maybe my son could tweak it and then it would work for him. So it's really something that everybody can use that you as an individual reader can work through, but then you can bring it to your family, friends, coworkers, and be able to really open up a discussion. I love that. You know, I remember years ago starting therapy, you know, people like you went to therapy. I'm like, yeah, more than once. Okay. And I remember my dad not understanding the process because he said, well, you're not crazy. I'm like, Hey dad, we're all a little bit crazy. You know, just want to let you know there weren't books like that, you know, 40 years ago, to be honest with you, when I started. All right. And, um, he just didn't understand. And I think what you're doing is of great service so that if somebody does pick it up and get a little insight, they'll be like, oh, I didn't know this is what the process was like. Yes. Yes. And I think it's being able for them to really start exploring themselves. And, you know, it's not that I'm asking them to diagnose themselves or, or diagnose their loved ones or family members, but it gives them basic tools where they can say, hey, that's that's not working, or hey, that's, that's a red flag, or I'm really doing well, I shouldn't be so hard on myself. So I think these are tools that you know, we learn as therapists when we go to school. And sometimes people only really learn about them when they come and sit in my office. And so many times, I've had so many clients in my office say, why don't they teach us this in school? Why aren't they speaking about this on the news? Why aren't people talking about this? This would have helped me through my whole life, just as basic one tool that you don't have to have you know 10 years of education to understand it's something you'd say ah that makes sense that would have you know made my outlook on things be so different so i thought that's what i really said okay i want to really educate the community to be able to say okay is this something i can work on with myself or this i need to go to a professional and seek professional help what a great idea i love that i really do especially like when you say why didn't they teach us that in school? So much of what I've learned has been out of school. <laughs> so, yes. yes, yes. So let's tell our audience again the, the two titles of your books. What's your first one again? Finding Your Peace Within the Chaos. And that's available on Amazon, correct? Yes, yes, it is. And the second title is? Your Walk in Life. 
you are rocking life. And what's the anticipated publication for that? Because I know well, we could want it yesterday, but it could take months. We're hoping June. And All right. what's exciting about the second one, it's going to be more of a workbook. I really haven't made this public, so I'm really excited to be sharing this with Ooh, you. It's cool. going to be more of a series. So a couple of months at a time, depending on how what questions come in, it's going to be an ongoing series. So once the, the reader reads this book, they'll understand what I mean by that. And then I will take it to the next step. So we'll be going through all different series on different topics from everything from how to build your sense of self to working on depression to working on teen daughters to adult, you know, adult issues. It'll be all different ways of doing it. But readers can read it at different stages in their life and be able to apply it to what's Wonderful. going on. So I can envision, and maybe you have this in your plan, I can envision you doing this on your own podcast show, walking people through the different parts of your workbook. Do you have that in your plan? Yes, yes. Planning is doing workshops, either virtually or in person, so people can really have me there in the room, physically or virtually, and also help them guide them through the steps and really work through that. So that's really our goal is to be able so I can also interact with the with the readers or the viewers or listeners doing their different questions and going through each chapter. Alexa, that's great. You are doing such a great service for so many people out there in the world. I love following you, watching what you're doing. And uh, for those of you that have listened to Alexa today and maybe want to, you know, get some, you know, coaching with her, counseling with her, I'll have all the information down below. So you can reach out to her, follow her podcast. What's the name of your podcast, Alexa? It is the Alexa show. Um, it's on my YouTube channel. Ask Alexa therapy. Wonderful. Well, I want to thank you for being here, giving some tidbits to new writers and sharing your wonderful information to the world, because I think more than ever, you know, what you're presenting and the way you're presenting, especially since so many things have gone virtual is going to help so many more people and, you're just, you're just such a gift to the world. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Okay, guys. So thanks, Alexa. And thank you for tuning in. And we have more authors coming up soon in our author series. So if you're an author and you'd like to come on to the next chapter, please get a hold of me. In the meantime, remember, your next chapter can be the best chapter of your life. Thank you for joining us today, the next chapter, the author series. And if you enjoyed Alexa's show and you wanted to learn more about her, go down to the description and check out her link. And remember, share this and all our episodes with a friend who's writing their next chapter.